This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Well, our Dunedin Symphony Orchestra is Dunedin's only professional orchestra. Annually, the uh, orchestra presents five uh, concert subscription series plus schools, chambers and proms concerts, educational programmes and masterclasses and so on. Last year saw a rebranding from its former name, Southern Symphonia, and this year we'll see a further change with an impending move to a new home, Hanover Hall on the corner of Hanover and Great King Streets. Exciting times, and here to reflect on that is Dunedin Symphony Orchestra General Manager Philippa Harris. Good to have you with us, Philippa. Nice to see you again. Yes, good morning, Jeff. Thank you very much for uh, the chance to come and have a chat. These are exciting times, but yep. let's, let's take a step back first. <laughs> Why the name change? Yes, good question. Well, um, originally we were Dunedin Civic Orchestra, and then we were Dunedin Sym- Symph- Symphonia, um, but then we started doing a bit more touring, and there was some government funding a- available for that. So we rebranded ourselves to Southern Symphonia, but then unfortunately the funding for the touring stopped. And, and so we thought, well, we actually really are based in Dunedin. We get most of our audience and our financial support from Dunedin. So it's good to have the Dunedin name in the, um, in the title, but also we have grown out of the Symphonia title and we're more a symphony orchestra. So Dunedin Symphony Orchestra says who we are, what we do, where we are, um, you know, where we do most of our things. But also, most people know what a symphony orchestra is. So no change in direction per se, just more of an accurate reflection of where you're currently at. Absolutely. And the 50th anniversary of the orchestra seemed an appropriate time to mark that moment for us. Why is a shift to new premises desirable for the orchestra? Well, it's part of the um, the development of the orchestra. As I said, we've kind of grown out of the title of symphony and more symphony orchestra. And in fact, when we moved into our current premises, we were a smaller operating band and we're just a larger orchestra now. So we need a larger rehearsal room. So uh, last year, we actually got an offer to consider the move from people who were considering purchasing Hanover Hall, but they wanted it on condition that we would move into it. So it's a benevolent landlord really and uh, so we had a look at it and of course it's a lovely building um, it's also a street level access the moment we're up one flight of stairs which is a bit awkward when you have to take all your gear for a concert yes. up and down those stairs um, it, it's uh, yeah so all in all it's a much better place for us so tell us about the new space and I guess, what's ahead of you in terms of making sure that it is fit for purpose yes yeah it's a big but it sounds simple to do, just, you know, pack up your things and move. But it is um, a, an ex-church venue, and um, the walls are um, all plaster, actually. It's brick with plaster on it, and it's incredibly reverberant, which is okay if you've got one person singing with organ or, you know, a congregation there. But for a symphony orchestra of 65 musicians making quite a racket, it's very noisy. So we have to put in some very expensive acoustic panels. It is expensive. I can it's, tell you that each square of panelling in this yeah. in this studio is seven bucks alone. So you can yes. imagine a huge space like that. That's a significant cost. Yes, it is. We've got, um, I think I saw the figure yesterday, something like 700 square metres of wall. Yikes. Which is a lot of square metres <laughs> of wall to put panels on. Um, and then we're also going to be carpeting the floor mm-hmm. to help soak up the sound as well. And that doesn't come cheap either. Um, but we are um, putting in an office area, uh, so, so the offices are joining the rehearsal room um, and also reinstating the kitchen that was there. 
Um, so yes, there's quite a lot of money involved. We estimate about three hundred thousand dollars, and there's a big fundraising campaign going on at the moment. Where the public have been absolutely fabulous, but we still want a little bit more actually. So um, there'll okay. be the odd. Um, we'll, we'll have some initiatives going out soon. There will be things that the orchestra needs from the building, I guess. There's probably also things that this the building needs itself. Are they just general kind of um, fix-ups, or is it in generally good state? Um, actually, the bones of it are good. Um, it, the The roof had developed some leaks, so um, unfortunately that had affected the interior plaster work. Mm. But the roof is now leak uh, now leak proof. It's been fixed, and um, the landlords right at this moment are fixing up all the plaster work inside. So it's going to be restored to its former glory. Um, that's not our, um, it's not for us to do, but they are doing that. It's going to look absolutely beautiful. Sorry, the other point to make about this building is that it could, uh, our plan is to make it available to other community groups for use as well. So it becomes a community venue. Um, and it was very interesting doing the feasibility study for this project as to how many other groups might be interested in using the venue. And there are a lot of local music organizations who are looking for a venue that seats about 200, 250 people that could be available at affordable rates. I was astonished. And so I really genuinely believe this will become a community venue. So you see it not only being available for use as a, as a rehearsal space, but as a performance space as well. Exactly. That's exciting news. It's very exciting. Yeah, because not, it's, it, it, not something we can use for performances because it's not that big. Yeah. In fact, the orchestra takes up the whole space. But if you have a string quartet, for example, or a small group um, up, up front, yeah, it so could work very well. How are you taking that ahead in terms of um, securing uh, others to become involved in using the space? That is the long-term plan, Jeff. Mm. We're kind of going to get ourselves there first. <laughs> We're focusing on that. Um, we've also got quite a big year planned for us, too, in terms of our concert giving. So um, at, at, for, for now, we're, we're not focusing on that, but come the second half of the year, we'll certainly be looking to go out and talk to these groups well, and, and make arrangements. You've mm-hmm. mentioned it's an exciting year, for, celebrating 50 years of the orchestra. Yes. So uh, I imagine you've got a program that, that reflects that celebration in yes, some way. Tell us yes. about some of the things you have yes, planned for 2016. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it is a great year because what we've done is we've invited back a lot of the people who – either started their careers with the orchestra or who have had a long association with us, like um, Nicholas Braithwaite was our principal guest conductor for 10 years, Um, Michael Houston, preeminent New Zealand pianist, his first concert with us was 40 years ago, can you believe? (laughs) Um, But also really well-known artists who've uh, gone on to do so well overseas, like Jonathan Lamalu, Tequin Evans, Annalise, um, the conductor Holly Matheson, and there's a violinist, Jenny Banks, who is from Alexandra, who played with us. But now she is one of the leaders of the Gewandhaus Orchestra in Leipzig, which is one of the orchestras in the world. We also have um, a great celebrity violinist, um, talk about top orchestras, um, Noah Bendix Balgley, who is the concertmaster of the Berlin Philharmonic. Um, that is one of the top five orchestras, and he's coming to do a concerto with us, so we're really excited. So on, when's the first of these events? Um, coming up in about a month's time, on the 9th of April, it's Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, the Ode to Joy, as it's commonly known, and that's the concert that we've got um, Tequin Evans and Jonathan Lamalu in. That's going to be a gala affair. Um, we're also going to be celebrating 
the long service of many of our players. Many of them have played for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and there's one violinist who's played for all 50 years. No way. Mm. Isn't, <laughs> that, isn't that a wonderful achievement? It's, wonderful it's got story. to be some sort of New Zealand record. So, yes. yeah, so it's really something to celebrate. So yeah. clearly mm. uh, one way that the uh, Dunedin and Otago public can support what you're doing is to come along to these performances and to give yes. you full houses. Yes. But you, uh, you have a challenge on your hands in terms of uh, meeting the financial uh, cost of, of the shift, which ultimately is going to be really good for you and, and hopefully for others in the community as well. Exactly. Uh, so how can people uh, show their support for Dunedin Symphony Orchestra? Well, as you've rightly put it, they could come along to our concerts and these go on sale from the 16th of March, so that's middle of next week. Um, they could uh, donate to the fundraising for the move to the church. Many of them have, but um, an information on that is on our website. Um, or they could take out a sponsorship if they would like to do that. That's also available. Information on that is also available on the website or give us a ring. Mm. Well, congratulations on, mm. on meet, uh, reaching this milestone. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, you'll be excited, no doubt, about the performances to come and some of the, the wonderful guests who will be part of the mix for this year. And you'll also be excited about uh, this this move. Uh, and, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, won't it, uh, just uh, how that space is used over coming years uh, it will as, indeed, as yes. pressure goes mm. on, kind of mm. other, 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 mm. other venues come and go, and it's right in the middle of the city. But I think the other really exciting part about that, Jeff, is that um, there will be groups who are not able to put performances on at the moment because they can't you know, afford that or are doing it in a very low-key way yes. um, who will be able to make their art available to a wider public. And I, that's the bit that really excites me. Mm. All right. Mm. Philippa Harris, uh, General Manager of Dunedin Symphony Orchestra, thank you so much for joining us on the Awesome Morning Show. Thank you very much. This programme was first broadcast on Otago Access Radio and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.